Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. Our special guest today is Joe Casillo. Joe hails from Harrisburg in Pennsylvania in the US of A, uh, and he is a multidisciplinary, multidisciplinary oh, say that quickly three times, speaker and advisor. Welcome, Joe. Well, welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Now, Joe, um, you live the embodiment of, of this, this multidisciplinary stuff. Uh, I'm just going to read his bio now. With a wealth of real-world knowledge and skills honed through his exciting career, Joe guides audiences on a journey of discovery. He doesn't just talk the talk, he walks the walk, demonstrating how he he's using his multidisciplinary background and thinking across disciplines has led to his success. Uh, with Joe as your guide, you'll gain the practical tools and insights needed to unlock your full potential and achieve your goals. Now, an attorney, CEO, strategic advisor, engineer, author of self-improvement business books, fine artist, psychic entertainer, and magician are just some of the disciplines that Joe has mastered. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, great to have you on board, Joe. It's great to be here. I was just going to say, and I spent about an hour today working on my private investigative side. So that's another <laughs> side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you left off the uh, the TV show pitch producer. Uh, anyway, um, so to he- we're here today to talk about Joe's top five tips for harnessing the power of cross-disciplinary thinking. So, Joe, tip number one, what have you got for us? Well, let's let's start with what I call reimagine yourself, reimagine new ways of thinking and new ways of doing things. And that starts internally. You, you want to tell yourself you're going to reach out and do something new. Um, if you want me to go ahead and tell you a little bit about how to do that, I can start now. Or if you've got a question, I'll answer it, whatever you want. Um, I can tell you that it's, uh, first of all, I always say there's several action steps, but the primary two for that. Number one, start to get into brainstorming with people who are not in your everyday discipline. Attend a conference on something you normally wouldn't attend. Talk to people you don't normally talk to. And do not be afraid of not knowing. Don't be afraid of being the newbie. Just go in and talk to people and admit to what you don't know. And it's amazing because you'll start to learn things that you can then bring back to your primary discipline and help you see it differently. Uh, so number one is to step out and do that. And the second action step of that is challenge what you assume to be true. Every Each and every day, there are certain things that we know that we do, and we take them for granted. Um, for instance, and I'll give you an example for a moment. Um, as a lawyer, I, I worked with a lot, a lot of lawyers who started to write questions in court and ask people questions, and they get hung up on the questions they wrote. If I could convince them to engage in conversations and not look at it as a task of the everyday, their questions became more intelligent. Their questions became much better because what happened is they weren't stuck in the routine of following the rules. There's a number of things that I can tell people they do like that, which, you know, you want to know the basic parameters of something. But if I'm, for instance, people always say to me, you're an artist, but I don't, I can't draw a straight line. Well, I can tell you right now, Joe Cursillo cannot draw a straight line. None of my art has a straight line. If there's a straight line in it, it probably took me hours to do. The concept is just dive in, challenge what you think it is, try something new, and just push yourself till you are so uncomfortable that it just hurts. And then all of a sudden, you're going to start to enjoy it. 
because you found something different. And then sit back. And when you found a new way of thinking, ask yourself, how does this apply in my everyday? Reflect on it and ponder it because you're going to find things that affect each other and everything else that you do. That's fantastic, Joe. It's a, there were a couple of things that you, you said there. And the one was, you know, in my financial services group for many, many years, I've always told my staff, don't be afraid to say, I don't know. Exactly. Um, but, but I know where to find the answer. And so there's a second part to that statement is, is, you know, is that they said once a quote I read that an expert is someone who doesn't necessarily know the answers, but knows where to find the answers. And and that's, and, and unfortunately, you're right, people do get stuck in that mold of I have to be the expert, I have to know everything. And sometimes they make up stuff a little bit like AI tools right now. A lot of the mm-hmm. AI tools when they don't know the answer, just make up stuff. And then you realize how badly wrong it's gone. So Joe, hit us up. Tip number two for the top five tips for harnessing the power of cross-disciplinary thinking. Uh, Tip number two, discover new possibilities. Or what I say is the old adage was think outside the box. To me, I like to stay outside the box. I don't want to be in it. And if you look for, if you look for opportunities, for instance, you know, you're a financial, you're in the financial market. You're dealing with numbers every day. Force yourself to say, I want to step away from this and use the other side of my brain. I want to go into something I'm not comfortable with, and I'm going to go into creative writing and write a story. Don't worry about who's going to read it. Just do something that pushes you over the edge to do something different or start to listen to podcasts, read books, and expand yourself so that you are doing something that is not in your everyday lane. So you are forcing yourself to think outside the box. And what I like to say to people is decide every day whether you're going to use your right brain, your left brain, both, or if you're going to switch back and forth every day. That is how you stay outside of the box. And then to get that to grow, action step two, find people to work with. Get yourself involved in teams of people who are multidisciplinary, people who are in different fields and actively work with them in collaboration. And as you do that, you're going to start to think about new ways to do what you're doing and new ways to apply what you're applying. Um, I, I, you know, I always say that the greatest inventions that have occurred in society are things where people have stepped out of the norm and tried something that wasn't already there. And this applies, by the way, to uh, the Amazon. It applies to Apple, Bezos, even Bill Gates. These were not people that were in single lanes. They had multiple lanes. They did multiple things. And they surrounded themselves with people who were from all different areas and different avenues. And by working with all those different people, they were able to think bigger, larger, and frankly, more powerful than anybody else. Um, And I I always tell people like Elon Musk, Elon Musk never had a lane. And, you know, he's one of the richest, well, right now, I guess he is the richest person in the world. He keeps going back and forth. But it's because the bottom line is he has stepped in and out of his lanes. And when people do that, they have new perspectives and the possibilities are endless. If you stay in your lane, the possibilities are narrow and focused. It's when you start to merge your lanes together, see where the intersections happen. That's where amazing things occur. So, Joe, you don't think people can go into overwhelm, though, if they've got too many things happening at the same time, too many lanes? Oh, I hate to say it, but that's the exciting part. 
there's overwhelm. That's the fun part. Well, because here's why. And I'll, let me address this for a moment. I'm glad you asked that. There is some overwhelm in it. But here's the thing. What we think of when we talk about learning different lanes, when we talk about learning different things, we all fall back to when we were in school. Somebody else set the curriculum. Somebody else set the course of study. Someone else told us what we had to learn and when we had to learn it. That's not happening anymore. When we get older, as we move on in our life, we are creating our own curriculum. We create our own areas of study. We decide what we're going to learn and when we're going to learn it. And that's what makes it fun because the bottom line is no one's forcing you to be different. It's a choice you make and it's exciting. I mean, for me, I have to tell you, I am never bored. There's never a moment where I am bored or I hate what I'm doing because the minute I don't like what I'm doing, I do something else. You know, so there's overwhelm if you're forcing yourself to stay, do all kinds of things for the sake of doing them. But if you're doing them to learn, to expand, it's exciting. So, so Joe, there's a lot of talk, uh, you know, mid-2023 and beyond of of all this, the, the words in corporate corporate world around uh, uh, around us of quiet quitting and statistics that 80% of people are just treading water in their jobs. They hate what they're doing. They, they're just there, you know, literally just to get the paycheck and, and deliver the minimum amount at the end of the month. I mean, how much better would our society be if people were prepared to sort of step outside that for a little bit? Absolutely. And I, I think the problem is a lot of places foster people getting caught in a treadmill and just running the same thing every day. People doing the same exact thing, um, getting caught up in the hamster wheel of life, just repeating the day after day. If you are going to get your employees excited, like Amazon, I mean, they, 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 they have people going to school, to classes. One of my clients is a bank, and they provide an opportunity for education for the people in the bank to work or to study, I want to say, in other areas, to learn something new so that they can move up. That creates engagement. That creates excitement because your boss is saying, I care enough about you that I want you to learn something better and bigger than what you were today, and I'm going to help you do it. So to me, if you know that your boss is going to encourage you to become better and they're going to give you the tools, why would you, you're not going to be quiet quitting because you're not just going to be going through the day where nobody notices your head's down and you're doing nothing. You're going to have an opportunity to grow and that makes it more exciting because you actually know that someone cares about you when they're helping you create that environment. Okay, Jay, let's move on now. Tip number three, what have you got for us? Okay, I call it the new perspectives. See things differently. When you're doing something, we all just kind of like do what we're doing and we don't think about what we're doing and we go to our boss or we go to someone else. I suggest that what you want to do is go to someone who has a completely different perspective, someone with a different field, someone that isn't in your immediate zone of influence. Talk to them about what you're doing because they're going to give you ideas from the outside that will change how things are working. For instance, and, and I'm going to say this, 
you know, we already said, yes, I'm a professional mentalist and I'm a psychic entertainer and I do events and I can hang out with a bunch of psychic entertainers and mind readers and have them tell me what they're doing and what's working for them. Instead, I mingle with CEOs and higher up people in the organizations that I work with. And I'll ask them, when I show up, what is it you're looking for me to do when I am on stage? I want them to influence my performance more than I want my peers to influence because my peers are in my lane. I want someone else who looks at me from the outside, who has a diverse background, a different way of looking at it to tell me how to do things. And then the second part of that is, and this is important, you want to do things that allow you to become more empathetic, more emotional, and more understanding of the world around you. And the perspective that you're going to gain from that allows you to communicate with people better. And you can do it by reading books, um, watching documentaries, watching shows, you know, studying, as I always say, studying different cultures and seeing how people do things. It will change the way you look at your life and it'll give you a much more open and diverse way of thinking and seeing things through. So that that third thing, that new perspectives, force yourself to see things differently. And I mean, I can go on about different challenges, but these two are two of the most important ones, which to me are seek advice from people outside your lane and find ways to become more empathetic and understanding of different perspectives. And by the way, if I can, I'll throw it in real quick for you. That empathetic talking to people and reading and being more emotional I cannot tell you for people listening to the podcast, that is one of the coolest things you can do to become a master networker. Because if you are out and you're talking to people and you have studied cultures, literature, documentaries, things in the world beyond your lane, you can engage in really great conversations and you're going to be more interested in learning and people will learn from you and you'll learn from them. So that's a great networking tool in and of itself. That's fantastic, Joe. And, uh, uh, you know, the more I talk to you, the more I, I feel I feel settled and calm because I, I'm always challenged by this, by the fact that I love everything about business, every every aspect of it, yeah. and that I don't only look at, you know, the, the, the C-suite minus three level HR perspective and, uh, and, and, and that I'm not, you know, and, and that I love I love the the way all the cogs fit together because I think that gives us a much better and broader perspective on the world. And so, yes, new perspectives. I love that. So hit us up. Tip number four, the five tips for harnessing the power of cross-disciplinary thinking. And that for ignite your interest in new disciplines. Take it from within yourself and create an interest. Sit down. Set aside some time on your calendar. It might be a half an hour a week. It could be a couple hours a week, whatever's convenient for you. Set aside time on your calendar and tell yourself what you are going to learn in that window. In fact, I just had a conversation with a young 30-year-old who told me she didn't have anything else to do in her life and she was looking for something. And it was hysterical because in the conversation, she told me how much she liked chocolate. And I challenged her to make me a box of chocolates to give to people at Christmas. And she's actually setting aside Sunday afternoons to study chocolate making. 
to put aside two hours because she's never thought about it before, but she told me she's going to take the time to learn to make chocolate. She's going to go online. She's going to take a course. And if you just pick something you like, this world that we live in is phenomenal. You can get on the internet and you can find a masterclass in anything. You can find YouTube. You go on Amazon and search books and then start searching workshops. You're going to find little locations near you where you can get together with other people who have the interest you have. So pick a discipline, schedule it, say to yourself, I'm going to make it happen. And then the second level of that, find people who are already experts. Action step two on that, find people that are experts in that new discipline. Learn from them. Let them teach you. Go to a networking event. Get on some perfect, you know, platforms. There's connect with people on LinkedIn and pods or groups. Go to Facebook and look for people, uh, Reddit, Pinterest, whatever it is. Find people who are in that area. Find experts. Discuss with them your interest. Because I can tell you right now, people who are experts in an industry want to talk about it. I chose a couple months ago that I was going to decide to make epoxy tabletops with olive wood. I had no idea what I was doing. I went on Etsy, found a vendor who sold olive wood out of Greece. Next thing I know, I'm a pen pal with the guy, and he's telling me all the best ways to work with olive wood to do what I want done. And I had no idea. But the guy, and by the way, the guy made a very expensive sale of olive wood with me, but he gave me some great advice. So find an expert, find people that know what they're doing and dig in and make it happen. It's true though, isn't it? People love to share their passion. And, and if you if you show a little bit, bit of interest in their passion, they're more than happy to to to, to share. Absolutely. In fact, I, I have to share a story if I can. When I was a trial lawyer, um, I was working on a homicide case and we had found um, a location where a body was dumped. And we went back to the scene and there was a little old fisherman and this guy at the time he was in his late eighties and he had been fishing on that bank of the water for probably about 20 years. And when I asked him a question, he lit up like a, just a Christmas tree, like a just smile from ear to ear and began to tell me about every single one of the plants along the banks how they responded when they were stepped on, how they responded when the sun hit them. And as he's telling us all of this, my investigator looked at me and said, oh my God, now we know when the body came down the side of the hill because the stuff came back up in daylight. And this little old man was just so excited to share what he knew. And he became instrumental in our case because we let him go. And by the way, it was fun learning about what I called an afternoon of flora and fauna along the Susquehanna River. Um, <laughs> that was the legal way to call it. But it was great to learn from somebody excited to teach us. Well, I'm excited to uh, to hear what your last tip is, Joe. Round us up, finish us off. Tip number five. Challenge yourself. Pick something that is so far outside of your lane. Some new area of learning that is so far outside your lane that it scares you to try to tackle it. Now, I'm not telling you to do open heart surgery. I'm not telling you to do veterinary medicine on your neighbor's cat. No, those are specialties that require high expertise. 
find something that always interests you, something you never thought you would do because it scared you and say, no, I'm going to learn this. I want to develop more skill and then set out and create that course, create the curriculum of what you're going to do to get to where you're going to be. And I leave this for last and call it the challenge step because, yeah, I've encouraged you to learn things all the way. But to me, to really become multidisciplinary, step outside your comfort zone as far as you can. Um, do something you never thought you would do. And I mean, for me, it's one of the things I did was when a friend of mine asked me to get involved in his work as a private investigator. I started doing internet tracking of people in real time. I never thought I could do that, but it became so much fun to sit at my desk and find a guy who was being hunted by a sheriff in Louisiana and find out that he was actually at that moment playing guitar in a bar and running it live on Facebook. <laughs> and it was just, it's exciting because I never thought it was something I would do, but I challenged myself to do it. And with that is what I call step two, always keep a growth mindset. Always tell yourself that everything you do is an opportunity for growth. Everything you do is a project or a task or whatever it is that's going to help you become better. And the further outside your comfort zone it is, the more breadth and depth your life gains, the more ability you have to grow and do more. And focus on the process of learning and make sure you are willing to commit and do things. You don't want to just read stuff. You want to actually get your hands dirty and do it. And then tell yourself it's time to celebrate. Um, I mean, this Saturday, my daughter decided to get an MBA. And we staged an entire graduation ceremony for her with my grandchildren wearing caps and gowns to present her with a fake diploma. Why? Because she did something that was difficult. And we created a celebration to celebrate it. So she would never forget that she accomplished it. And that's what you have to do for yourself. I love it. So, Joe, um, we are almost out of time. Uh, a couple of things. Um, should our listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, very easy. JoeCursillo.com, J-O-E-C-U-R-C-I-L-L-O.com. And if they go to my website, uh, they sign up my mailing list. I send out a newsletter every two weeks on dis multidisciplinary learning and skills. And also, I will uh, make sure they get a copy of a white paper that I wrote on uh, the generalist playbook so that they can then learn how to integrate skills and navigating team dynamics into their business. Oh, nice. A white paper. Okay. And Joe, I hear there's a rumor that you're uh, about to release a book. Uh, is that rumor I true? That is true. It is in editing. Um, I'm fingers crossed it should be out by the end of the year, if not early next year. Um, I have an editor that is working on it, and uh, we're pushing very hard to get it done by the end of this year. Cool. Well, stay tuned, listeners. That's fantastic, Joe. Thank you very much, Joe Casillo from Pennsylvania for joining uh, Lindsay Adams from Brisbane, Australia, and myself from Perth, Western Australia, on today's episode of the Top 5 Podcast.